just quickly, what I'm going to do tonight is that one of the things is I've learned in regards to manifesting, birthing things, answers to prayer, navigating the invisible world, uh, sometimes God will surprise me and, and, and uh, um, show me things and lead me into an account. Oh, here we go. Kumbaya, Toyota Prado. All right. Uh, please move it. Please move your car or we will put an RE in front of that move. Um, oh, what a feeling. Okay. So yeah, please do that. You can, we got, we got some residential area. Thank you for the ushers who've been completely all over it. Awesome. Um, yeah, if, if we can give language to something, we can bring it into focus. One of the things is that I'm a big believer in God pouring out His Spirit. I'm a big believer in that looks like dreams and visions. Looks like the sons have got to led by the Spirit of God. Uh, I'm a big believer in He will guide you with His eye. I'm a big believer in, um, you know, allowing Him to lead you. That's, that's the part of the prophetic. That's the privilege of being Spirit-filled. But what I find is that God gives us encounters and that's His part. We lean into His grace in Christ, but we have to go, we, God never removes process, never removes process. And so uh, it, it, I'm so excited the fact that to him or her who believes all things are possible. And so we can't change our heart, but we can put the Word of God in there and focus. So uh, if, we can, if we can take stuff out of the abstract and allow you guys to conceptualise it, it makes it way easier. It really, really does because remember, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And there, there is a wrestle over this country. There is a wrestle and, 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 and the gaslighting and the rubbish is already beginning. Uh, and just, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of things are throwing tantrums and there's, there's, there's multiple narratives. So I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna to walk through that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the ecclesia that's registered in heaven. We thank the church of the firstborn. We thank you, Lord, right now that where two or more are gathered together in your name, you're here, Lord. I thank you for a sense of certainty, a sense of authority, a sense of joy. I thank you, Lord, that you call us to walk in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, worship in Spirit and in truth. We thank You that every manifestation of breakthrough and promotion first takes place in the Spirit. So I thank You for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I thank You for a breaker anointing. I thank You for a sense of excitement and anticipation. In Jesus' Name and everybody said, Amen. So it's sort of teaching and atmospheric stuff going on tonight. So um, you, you can combine those two. The teaching doesn't, can have a lot of glory on it. But again, I... Uh, I love the Word. I love the Logos. I'm in it all the time. Not because I'm preparing and, 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 and I better read it because I have to talk about it. Um, is it is it's my life. It, it's, it's my life. And I, uh, you can, what, what blows me away about the Word is it's multidimensional. It's, it's an interface and you look into it and you should see something new regularly. And this is what's incredible about the Word. And if, if you want to see transformation in your life, it's very, very hard, almost impossible to do it without being addicted to the Logos. Because it, it, we, we, it says, it tasted of the good Word of God and the powers of the age to come. So, so the Word of God, again, I can't uh, emphasise enough how amazing it is. 
And why is that? Is because if we can find something of the realm of the Spirit and we can anchor it in Scripture, it is money in the bank. It's money in the bank. And so it's, I can give you my encounters and different things and that's anecdotal, that's wonderful, it can be encouraging, it can catch an impartation. However, if, it's, if I can anchor it in Scripture, you can go, oh my goodness, I can see that. And that's what we're going to tonight. We're gonna pull things out of the abstract. So uh, tonight, we're gonna call it spatial glory. Spatial glory. And uh, we're gonna start with something that's amazing but abstract. And that's Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 to 19. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So we have here spatial realities and Paul says that you, uh, it, it, it's, it, it says the width, the length, the depth, the height, to know the love of Christ. And so you read that, if you can't conceptualise or even visualise it, then it's like, wow, that sounds good, amen. And it might not take root like you need it to. Because a spirit of understanding, I believe, one facet of a spirit of understanding, because that's one of the parts of the sevenfold spirit of God, okay, wisdom and understanding. Uh, um, counsel and might, knowledge, uh, and the fear of the Lord is, uh, is, is a spatial reality. It's being able to conceptualise the, the, the relationships between different things. So here you go, the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, and you go, yay, but you might not conceptualise it. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pull things out of the abstract so we can conceptualise it. Can someone say amen? If you can lay a hold of it, you can, you, you can, you can keep it in here and then it grows. That's the key. Otherwise, if it's abstract, and, and this is why you, you, you search the Word like an algorithm, right? You search the Word, and I know people love their hard copy Bibles. I'm, I think they're fantastic. I just, for me, I like the speed of going chunk, chunk, chunk like this because I'm always algorithming back and forth like crazy. So what I wanna do, we're talking about spatial realities, and we're gonna start, uh, um, remember the, uh, something that I haven't said for a while, um, friends taught me is the Old Testament is predominantly physical and external. The New Covenant is predominantly spiritual and internal. That's very important. So when we read, when we read the, uh, uh, um, the Old Covenant, I'm sorry, the, the, the Old Testament, when we read it, we actually start to see hidden gems in the kingdom. That's why the Apostle Paul just went bananas from day one. He had a treasure chest on the inside of them. They didn't have a New Testament, by the, by the way. They were seeing signs, wonders and miracles. They had the old covenant and the letters started circulating and they had such an anointing and a, and a realm of wisdom over them. And then the, those epistles became agreed upon and this council and that council and like this. But the old covenant's very, very powerful. Who, who has a special affection for mountains, for mountains. Who loves, mountains are crazy. Mountains are crazy. We, we, you know, I think in Australia we have hills. Okay, we have hills. We don't have mountains. You, you go to, the first mountains I saw were the Andes. And uh, it's, it's like, da 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 da. And uh, been to Machu Picchu and places like that, climbed up in the, uh, more hiked, more hiked. Uh, 
And so what we have is mountains are so powerful because that's something that's in my spirit. That picture, I've seen a, I've seen a, a, a mountain made of that stuff in the spirit. Golden glory, it was like, woo! And it was just like, and I'm like, can I live here? So, um, so we, I would say good chance the first, uh, just off the top of my head, the first mention of the mountain uh, uh, is when um, Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac. And so, but because that, that's powerful, the law of first mention, because it's a, a sacrificial element. However, we, when we start, things start to accelerate with mountains, it's Exodus. And boy, uh, hecticus it is. So uh, Exodus is crazy because we've got the raw power and glory of God manifesting toward fallen, and, fallen sinful man. And, you know, so, so what we have here is I'm going to go into, if you, if you could just, I want to paint a picture, is that God used Mount Sinai, right, uh, in the Arabian Peninsula. But when you start to see descriptions of the glory over the mountain, that glory isn't stuck in that mountain. That glory is superimposed over that mountain. So when it describes something, because I'm going to read a few accounts, that's in the Spirit. You're seeing, when God visits, you're seeing a convergence of the spiritual and the natural. The spiritual so superior, it swallows up the natural. It's not just superimposed in a dimension. It's according to our faith. This is why when our hearts are aligned to the Lord, we start to see real crazy things manifest. Because it's here, the, 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 the glory of God's over the earth. Can someone say amen? It's waiting for hearts to believe. It's waiting for hearts to believe. You know, not for us to just sit back and get excited about all the crappy stuff happening in the Middle East. Oh, it must be close. It doesn't work that way. It's actually, it's actually believing, believing God actually manifests the kingdom on the earth. So <clears throat> Moses, hey, boy, I tell you what, everything, a lot of things Moses did, he was terrified. He was terrified. You know, you know, you know, it's a little bit like this. No, this hasn't happened to me for a while. It has happened to me. You know, in worship, like, Lord, Lord, more, more, more. Less, less, Lord, less. You know. <laughs> Just volume down to 1,000 decibels. Um, so, but, but, but Moses had been through, you know, um, 40 years of uh, uh, wilderness Bible college where he thought he knew everything and the Lord said, no, you've, you've, you know, you must decrease, I must increase sort of thing. So then the Lord called him and uh, uh, yeah, so we're gonna read uh, the first big manifestation of God to Moses on the mountain. So we're, remember we're talking about spatial reality here, Exodus 19, 16 to 20. Then it came to pass the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings. Just on the, now, I'm not a fan of lightning. All right, when it's going off, I'm like going, have I tithed? <laughs> no, I'm like, you know, it's just not something that thrills me. You see it, and I've had it, I've had it come right near the car and different things like that. But um, uh, lightning's something that doesn't thrill me. 
And, uh, but the lightning is talking about the power of God. And it's interesting because we reproduce lightning through electricity and electricity powers everything now, artificial intelligence, everything like that. So lightning is a manifestation of the power. But I'll tell you what, can, can thunder be crazy or what? I remember one morning I woke up, one of my old place, I was, I was living at home as a teenager. My mother had these two dogs, half blue healer, half corgi. So it looked like a, a blue healer with his legs cut off. Sort of like, sort of like, yeah, you're not pulling that one off, no. <laughs> now calm down. So, real, real ankle biter stuff. Anyway, so I remember one morning, I was sort of like going out of the fridge, you know, kid will first thing, grab a drink, or something. The dog's basket was in the laundry. Dogs hate thunder, don't they? Oh my gosh. And uh, I remember, it's like the sky fell, it was like, <gasps> like this. It was so loud. And I remember sort of like, because you know, don't know when thunder's gonna, you know, sound. And I'm sort of like, the, the dogs, I sort of looked at the dogs the exact time the thunder hit. They, they both of them levitated. <laughs> levitated in terror. Who's ever had a dog that when thunder, they've got to go under the bed and all that sort of stuff? Oh, terrified. So, so you've got this the manifestation of thunderings and lightnings. You're not exactly going, eh. You're going, oh. Okay. And there was a thick cloud on the mountain and the sound of the trumpet was very loud. Now, if this is very loud. Can you imagine that thunder and lightning? Uh, it'd go through you. All of a sudden, remember Jesus when He's resurrected, He walked through the wall. Jesus was solid, the wall wasn't. Now solid glory is coming through an earthen vessel or grass. All flesh is as grass and the glory of man is the flower of grass. Grass withers and fades away. Uh, but the, those who do the will of the Lord forever. So you've got this solid realm of intensity coming through something. So it's very loud. It wasn't just decibel loud, it would have gone through them. So that all the people who were in the camp trembled. Huh? And Moses brought the people out. Come out, you tremblers. <laughs> Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descends it upon it in fire. I mean, this is awesome. This is not just a year to read and go, mm, yeah, cool. No, no, no. God descended on a mountain. That's incredible. And its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked greatly. Can you imagine seeing a mountain go like this? The mountain was doing that. What were they doing? They were like synchronising up. You know, the grandfather clocks in the same room, they're, they're all like, and then you come back 20 minutes later, like, they've all been syncing up with a, with a, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. They were in agreement. Um, and when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder, and let me like, wow. Moses spoke, trumpets is a very interesting subject, that's for another time. Uh, Moses spoke and God answered him by voice. I don't think he sounded like Charlton Heston, but you know. Um, then the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on top of the mountain. Wow. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain and Moses went up. So we have this, 
we have this case where the supernatural, the spirit realm, superior realm, the parent realm, overshadow the natural to the point, did you feel the mountains tremble? And, and, and this is why, this is why in Hebrew, this is why we need to renew, renew our mind. In Hebrew thinking, everything can be moved, especially mountains. Everything can be moved, especially mountains. And we look, when we're stuck in the matrix, we're going, oh, I don't know how we're gonna do that. We're looking at the wrong thing. We're not looking at the kingdom. Everything, everything, everything can be moved in the Spirit. Remember this, is that there are only mountains in the natural because there are mountains in the Spirit. When the stone cut without hands hit Nebuchadnezzar's image of all those uh, uh, empires, then the stone became a great mountain and filled the earth. That's the Kingdom of God, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. So this is why this is such an exciting area. So if we can actually paint a picture spatially, we realise that heaven, it's very important. This is why, I mean, if again, just throwing in all these keys, whether people catch them and use them, it's not one thing to catch, another thing to use it. If you want to manifest the Kingdom of God here, you have to mirror heaven. You have to. If there's no complaining in heaven, there's no gossip or backbiting. There's no joy. I don't, you know what? I'd be surprised that if anyone ever folds their arms. It's like. And what, what happens is that, so God said to Moses, okay, come up to the mountain. We're gonna go into heaven. You're going to a physical mountain, but you're gonna be in Zion. Pretty hectic. And Moses kept saying this. Moses, make sure you build that tabernacle exactly how I showed you in heaven, exactly. And that is one of the major keys to see heaven manifest in your life. If you, if you go, my, let's just say your feelings like, right? And that's, you know, not unusual. By faith, you start to mirror heaven with your thoughts, your words, your posture, your demeanour, your believing, your focus. And that in itself, and that's work. Remember this, people volunteered to do the booths on Saturday. Awesome, I honour that massively. People volunteer uh, here to put out the bins and usher and massively honour that. But, the work, but, but in John, I said, Jesus, show us the works that we may do them. He said, believe, that's the works, believe. So when you're focusing on heaven to mirror it, that's work. And then when it takes roots and it starts to grow and fruit starts to manifest, you're in flow. So don't be deceived, just engage in the external. It's great, but, but we're called to believe. So whatever's there, we start to mirror here. What would heaven be like? Would there be someone in worship with their arms folded? You know, that, I mean, that's a legitimate uh, 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 question. So you go, but I'm, I've had a hard day and fine, stay in your hard day. Continue. Keep calm, carry on. Don't have the anointing that breaks the yoke come upon the demon that's trying to slap you around in the chops. So when you do that, it, the Lord meets. So, so we're gonna go now into another hectic encounter that was, um, I believe it was at the base of the mountain, again, we're gonna see what, what God manifested because if you can picture this, you go, 
I can engage this anywhere, anytime. In Jesus' name, because it's in Christ. So let's do Moses, uh, Moses, the book of Moses, uh, Exodus 24, 9 to 18. Then Moses went up and also Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel and there was under his feet, as it were, paved work of sapphire stone. And it was like the very heavens in its clarity. But on the nobles of the children of Israel, he did not lay his hand. So they saw God and they ate and they drank. Now just, so there are levels of glory. So you've got, just keep this up, is that when the Lord manifested to Daniel, I think by the Euphrates, is that uh, uh, what happened is that he saw the image, but the, the men who were with him saw nothing. They just felt terror. So you can be in the glory and people seeing similar things. It just depends how much the eyes of your heart are open. So Moses, God had to reveal all those veils, circumcision of the, of the inner life, the heart, and he saw incredible things. But on the nobles of the children of Israel, he did not lay his hand. So they saw God and they ate and drank. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and, and be there and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and the commandments which I have written that you may teach them. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua and Moses went up to the mountain of God. So as I said before, the Old Testament is predominantly physical and external. Now it's uh, predominantly spiritual and internal. Um, again, we haven't put this up, don't worry about it. Uh, I, I can't overemphasize this, is that Luke 17 says, now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, what's, this is so important because we're working out a spatial reality. Your inner world... Your belly is your gate. Can someone say amen? Where do rivers of living water come from? Your belly, your innermost being. That's where the river comes from. And I saw a river as clear as crystal and da da. No, no, no. It's, it's here. So you go, I mean, who's ever seen the, uh, some of the men in black movies? Right? And they're zooming out, right? And they look at the earth and, it, like, like, and they look at the universe. And uh, is the universe on the inside of you? You definitely have access to it because the, the inner world goes into the infinite spirit realm. So when you're looking out here, so for example, we've all done this. Okay, Lord, I just thank you. You spoke to me about giving generously and I thank you for giving generous, for you've called me and, and I'm doing it by faith with a cheerful heart. And I thank you for increase. And Lord, part of my prayer is to uh, 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 so and reap. So I thank you for a harvest. I've, I've been, this, this, is, this has been my life. And in this occasion, I went, oh, I don't want 30 or 60. I'll go for 100, thanks. And so I do it and I believe it. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying all my giving is transactional. Sometimes it is. Sometimes I do. I do I, everything we give, we've got it on auto. So we don't, I don't even think about it. I just, I just know I'm always giving and I'm just blessed. So... <coughs> So what happens is we've got two people in my household that run the ship. Well, I run the ship, I do. But Rachel and I are partners and she, I, I have the role of believing she has the role of checking the account. <laughs> Here's the point. If you'll believe for a breakthrough and you keep checking your account, you're actually getting caught in observation. 
you've got to look at the condition of your heart. This is where it happens. If you're, take notice of when you're feeling <laughs> anxiety, that's, that's coming from somewhere you've got to deal with it. The level of anxiety and, and fear you feel or loneliness or whatever is the degree that it's stopping manifesting the kingdom. So the kingdom of God is within. So we're talking about these mountains. These mountains come through that inner world because this is what's changed. And I'm gonna really, really, really go after a few sacred cows. <coughs> so you look at this awesome scene. So when you go, I, look, I don't have a full handle on all the dynamics and when you dream and when you travel in the spirit and this and this and this, I don't. I've just, it's just happened a lot to me and I know enough to be dangerous and functional and be able to transmit that and, and, and share it and teach it. However, the, the, the glory of God has a spatial element is what we're talking about tonight and if we because we understand space. So what we have as well is that we need to know that before Israel actually did reject God the way God wanted them to interact. He wanted to make them a kingdom of, a kingdom of priests. I said, no, we don't. And they knew they were trading to an inferior covenant, which became a vassal covenant, okay? So now God's manifesting to them, but they want Moses to get the rules, but they don't want to approach, they don't want to be a kingdom of priests. Too much cost. So that's the context of it. But what you have in the heavenly dimensions, this is what God is saying. He's saying, I, God is saying that He is the mountain and He has raised us up with Him to be on the mountain and He's coming from the tops of the mountains to call us to dwell with Him in the mountain. Every single person. This is not a, oh, I'm not sure about mountains, I don't know. I prefer forests or the beach. Or, you know, no, 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 no. You, you, trust me, you love mountains. You need to love mountains. Love mountains! All right, so, okay. I've never really thought about it. Don't believe. Song of songs. <laughs> Song of songs. The voice of my beloved, he comes leaping upon the mountains. Now, see the word skipping? Have you ever seen someone skip while they're really angry? <laughs> Can you imagine being chased by a murder? <laughs> it's a bit confusing, isn't it? <laughs> so when <laughs> No Lord <laughs> When you see skipping, there's a sense of excitement, a sense of innocence and purity. You know, you don't, <laughs> it's skipping is done by kids, it's, you know, and there's that innocence. The Lord is skipping on the mountains. So it's not sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a dream you're running in terror like this? So what was happening? Someone was skipping after me. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's so confusing. Mixed messages. Interpret that one. No, you do it yourself. So, so behold, he comes, skipping up, leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or young stag. Behold, he stands behind our wall. Interesting about inner, inner, structure, inner world <laughs> structure. He is looking through the windows, gazing through the lattice. My beloved spoke and said to me, rise up my love, my fair one, 
and come away. So you have, you juxtapose the, the Lord manifesting on, on Sinai, the mountains trembling, everyone's trembling, right? You, you can see the, the, the consuming fire on the mountain. You juxtapose that with the Lord skipping. And now you're talking about the inner world. So, so what you have is his initial foray, his initial corporate foray into the time space world was the first context. Yet that seems to be seared in everyone's understanding. And they go, oh, that's just too much. And the, Israel were a nation of slaves, uh, orphans, uh, addictions, issues, unbelief, etc. You name it, hard hearts, stubborn, spirit of pride. Yeah. And, but what we have, it's a, a permanent fixture in the spirit is God skipping and leaping upon the mountains. And He says to every single person, come up here to the mountain. And that skipping and leaping should be a very clear indicator of how God is so excited to get you to dwell with Him on the holy hill. Really, really important. <clears throat> and so, but what's, what's challenging, even scary about it is it costs us. It costs us. You can't be earthbound and dwelling in Zion. And it looks like a, a, a lot of things. And so this is, it's a sacrifice. If you want the glory of God, if you want close proximity to the Lord, you have to die to yourself. If you don't die to yourself, you're living a lie because it says you're already crucified. You're living out of a biological energy source rather than a Zoe supernatural life energy source. And so if we just got as excited about the mountain as the Lord is, he'd be, He's skipping and He's leaping and He says, come up here. But this is not sort of like, okay. It's not like that. We need to reciprocate. This is why we worship. This is why we praise God. We get excited about that. <coughs> and so here, here's one of the Psalm 24 verses three and four. Who may ascend into the, whole, the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. So clean hands and a pure heart. You can't make your heart pure. You can just be single-minded. Double-minded man receives nothing. I want it. I want the mountain. Oh, it's the car seat. You'll, you'll, you'll find yourself at, grand, at base camp. And base camp might not be enough. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's better than a lot of places. So, so a pure heart, uh, dove's eyes, uh, 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 just, just, God loves people who are crazy about Him. He loves everybody. But you actually start and you engage. I, I saw something really interesting today uh, on a social media platform. And I went, whoa, that's... We're doing... We're, we're, a lot of preaching the Gospels around the love of God. And... The love of God's only mentioned, uh, um, I think, 35 times in Scripture compared to like 35,000 Scriptures around, you know, uh, uh, um, describing God. What happens is that we're meant to preach the Gospel with a sense of urgency of the Kingdom and demonstrate it with science. Because when you speak about the love of God, there's a chance you're casting pearls. Because the love of God in Scripture is almost, almost exclusively revealed to those who are already believers. 
And what happens is it, it'd be great. I understand it as the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. But sometimes the preaching is like there's a Heavenly Father Christmas calling them into a place of, of fluffy pillows and rainbows and puppy dogs and uh, 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 fairy floss and stuff, candy canes. And, and so, so I, I, we, have to, we have to, you know, walk in the love of God but, but there's, it's very, that's, that's very interesting. That's almost spiritually, politically incorrect. So that's why I just can't help but sin. Because you've got people that go, oh, yeah, I don't, yeah I'm not. I think, this, I think we're about to see a manifestation of the fear of the Lord. That's what happened. That's why when God came in, He manifested the fear of the Lord. That's the, that's the part of the sevenfold spirit of the Lord that Jesus delighted in. You're going, what the heck? What is it about the fear of the Lord? We don't know, you know. Remember, we... And rather than the fear of the Lord, we fear the fear of the Lord, as opposed to fearing the Lord. <laughs> so, so going up in that holy hill is a sacrifice. But trust me when I say this, nothing, oh, just had a conversation with some people before I, here, is, oh, oh was it with my, it was my daughter today? Uh, they were asking about Israel and Palestine. And I said to her, Nothing happens on the earth without manifesting something in the spirit realm first. Nothing. Everything manifests, whether it's demons, angels, gates of hell. I mean, what's happened in the Middle East is gates of hell. Horrific stuff. But that happened in the spirit first and then the natural. And so uh, um, what we need to understand is that everything you possess from the Lord, everything you go after is first in the spirit First, that's where you lay a hold of something and it, you lay a hold of it and it manifests according to what you believe in your heart. It's that simple, guys. It's that simple. This is why the inner world is the key. It's the inner world. So we've seen these external mountains ah, like this. Now the Lord's inviting us up there, but skipping and leaping. And now we have this inner world reality, but it costs us. We've got to make, we've got to make up our minds. Do we want to dwell on the mountain? Why? Because remember, we've already established there's a natural explanation of Zion and you could almost exclusively use those natural, on earth as it is in heaven, almost exclusively use those natural references of, of Zion to spiritual Zion. This is why the Old Testament's so powerful. It helps us map things. That's why Paul, Paul literally went from zero to hero. Had this incredible back knowledge. Remember, we've moved on from the Mosaic Covenant and the law we have in Jesus' Name. Can someone say amen to that? We're not re resurrecting that. We're talking about the prophets. We're talking about revelatory realms and dimensions of the kingdom. So Obadiah 1.17, why do you wanna be on the mountain? But on man's Zion, there will be deliverance. This is Psalm 91, friends. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. Who may ascend the holy hill of the Lord? See, when, you, when you're committed to continually engaging the, the mountain of God, who knows one day, you might see a seraphim and have a burning sensation in your mouth. And so, so the, we keep going there. We'll put that back up. Thank you. But on Mount Zion, there should be deliverance, there should be holiness and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Everything you need, every good thing. To him who walks upright, he will withhold no good thing to him who walks uprightly. Everything you need is in Christ and in Christ is in the mountain. It says here, holiness and deliverance possess your possessions. People can doomsday prep all they want, 
But a better way is living in Zion. And we're invited there. Who's excited? Come on. Seems a bit subdued. All right. So it's where, you, where, where we're meant to live from. All our, all our stuff is there. Everything is there. Um, I believe there is the mountain of the Lord and I believe there's mountains of the Lord. I'll show you a little later. So what we're going to do is, uh, if we can, we're going to jump to the John chapter 4 scripture in a minute. What I want to, this is really, really important. Um, I've tried to go to the Middle East a few times, like even once paid for flights. This is in 2008, me and Rachel. And we had to cancel them. Things happened. Uh, not to do with us. And a few other times, Rachel had a vision of me in Jerusalem recently. She got a good track record. Uh, I'm not saying that's a go soon thing. So, um, <laughs> but, but basically is that uh, to go to the, the, the Holy Land to see the, the literal topography and what's the, you know, the deal there. But as good as that is, Jesus says something really, really important because some people, they go, if, I, if you haven't been to Israel, you haven't really lived. You can't really, like it, it, it brings something to your faith that, well, I think that Jesus actually says, he flipped some tables on this one. This is why I said, I've flipped some tables. Um, I believe, and, I'll, I'll just, and this is not anything controversial for, for someone who's a bit of a twit, it might be. Do you like the way I framed that one up? is that God has plans for Israel, but it's not gonna happen outside of Christ. Jesus died for the sins of the world once for all. There is not any special deal. Do you guys believe that? There's no salvation outside of Christ. So this is why we do have to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and for a move of God. And no one will get saved through the Torah or through offering up animals and bulls and goats. And that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. That is heresy. That is heresy. So, you got a lot of people and they're like, oh, if you don't, you're gonna go to the Middle East. And I think that, again, I think there's benefits. I think there's a lot of portals there. I think there's a lot of angels, a lot of amazing things. God calls people there. Derek Prince lived there for a while. Uh, Ruth Heflin was there, lived there for a while. Amazing men and women of God. People are anointed to take tours, anointed to take people. There's activations, all amazing things. However, right now, more important than physical Zion is heavenly Zion. And you can, you can access that anywhere. So John chapter four, verses 21 to 24. Jesus said to her, woman. <laughs> believe me. It's the only way I can make it sound nice. Uh, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, worship the Father. Remember, that, now he's, he's about to reinforce the Jewish covenant right after this. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. So he's not, he's not getting rid of the covenant because he's saying we know what we're doing. However, the time is coming. <laughs> but the hour is coming, oh, there we go. And now is. When the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, 
And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Let's go back to the beginning of that. The hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem worship the Father. That's a big deal. In other words, you can access Zion anywhere in the world if you go in the Spirit. That's exciting. So what you have is you've got this incredible template, prophetic template overlay that should (coughs) point you to this incredible dimension that you have access, free access in Christ. It's just gonna cost you. That's all. It'll just cost you. So what I love is is that if there's convergence, what if you encounter Zion a lot? See, what we're doing through the Word of God is we're building something on the inside of you. I can't do it. Only the Holy Spirit breathes on His Word and you're going, wow, I can go to Zion anywhere. Yeah, that's what the Word says. But the hour is coming. The hour is coming and now is. Jesus said the hour is coming, now is. You're not gonna be stressing about Jerusalem. And I think Jerusalem's amazing, but it's only a picture. Jerusalem's not some majestic mountain, it's a hill, okay? So why didn't the Lord you know, manifest on Everest? Because everyone would die of oxygen, lack of oxygen before they went up to the temple. So like, what the heck? <laughs> so death zone, you know. Uh, gosh, if you've ever seen pictures of Everest, how ridiculous, you just, it's like, like, a, like a, there's so many people going there, it's like a conga line. Dun, 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 dun. It's ridiculous. Walking past dead bodies everywhere, sliding down. I don't know why I follow these things, but it's interesting. So I've got to know my mountains. So, it's really important, you know, I tell you, this is such an internal reality. He who has clean hands and a pure heart has not lifted up his idol or sworn deceitfully. That's a, the idol one's a big one. They're, they're all big. But when you have a, a, a driving affection for something greater than God, it quenches your ability to connect to the mountain. And then what you have, then you have, it says, He'll give me the feet like a deer. So my, I'll be able to climb those mountains and your feet will not slip. So God makes His, He ordains your steps. A good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. So you start ascending and abiding. You ascend, abide, ascend, abide, but people can slip. So he, 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 will, he will cause us to not slip. See, if you, we ch- make choices to consecrate our lives, He keeps us in those very steep places. Why do we want to be in those steep high places? Because the view's amazing. And it's not just the view, it's the prophetic. You go up there and, and, and it's a prophetic realm. You just know things. Your intuition's going crazy, it's discerning of spirits, testing and weighing effortless because you're in a rarefied atmosphere. And so, but people can slip, people can slip. So what's exciting is if we go to, if we continually go into spiritual Zion in the, in the realm of the Spirit, and we're called to, by the way, it says, but you have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. Then this is what happens. Can we do Isaiah 2? Isaiah 2. It says, and it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the tops of the mountains, on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. So this is what's really cool. This is what's really cool. If you keep going to Zion and you're meant to, 
then you carry Zion with you. And then you start to superimpose Zion over geographical places. Who thinks that's amazing? Everything changes, everything changes. Zion is happening now. So when we worship the Lord, we start to synchronise in that frequency, that anointing, and things start to change. I want to get you guys excited about Zion. And this is why, this is why when uh, you regularly connect, we can see Zion established in Australia and New Zealand. This is amazing. And it's the realm of heavenly government. I can tell you just, I mean, uh, uh, I just, oh really, I've only got scripture here. I've got, that's all the notes I got. But I do remember my first time, um, I went to Wellington. Who's been to Wellington before? That's a really sort of cool, creepy place, isn't it? It's not it's completely cool, it's windy. I've never, who's flown into Wellington? Who really got close to God as the plane was landing? <laughs> Man, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, I went to Wellington and the glory hit us and I drove in there, I drove in through the, the seaside. We had the sea on one side and, and it's like a, I feel, well, I haven't really looked at a map of it. It feels like it's in a big bowl, a bay and things are built, it's, it's got houses built up. It feels like a combination of Hong Kong and San Francisco. So you've got these wooden homes, like the painted ladies in San Francisco. Hasn't San Francisco fallen into? <sighs> Who follows any information about San Francisco? There's apps. The, 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 the engineered poverty and street people is so hectic that there are apps where that tells you what streets to avoid because the enormous amount of human feces. San Francisco is just, see it shows you, see you can see gates of hell established in a place or Zion established in a place. Los Angeles, I've got Andrews from there. Unbelievable what's happening. You've got cities of people living in tents, the and people don't walk there anymore. People leaving. The, that's what happens when the gates of hell are opened over a place. So I'm not saying it's forsaken of the Lord. It's the city of angels. It's, it's, it needs to pray and these people turning around. You've got uh, wicked, corrupt government. Wicked. But we don't want to see that in Australia, do we? We want to see Zion established in Australia. So, so, so here's, here's, the, here's a major key, Exodus 15, 17. Exodus 15, 17. You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance. In the place, O Lord, which you've made for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. I think this is what happened to Enoch. He kept going to Zion until his roots took. So you keep going to Zion. What happens, you keep going to Zion and what happens, what takes place is He plants you there. That's where the trees of righteousness exist. I've seen this with my eyes. I've seen this. He will plant you in the place of glory, but it'll cost you, cost you everything. But your stuff is there. Everything you need is in Zion because it's in Christ. This is why if you were to go like this, you're going, okay, I've got to prepare a place for you. 
right? No, I, 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 I'm, where I'm going, you know, and the way, you know. And like, where's he going? No, we don't. We don't know the way he goes. I'm the way. That's abstract, but it's true. Jesus is the way. God is a person. He's a spirit. He's a person. But He's the way in the universe. He holds everything together by the word of His power. So what we has, He's created actual topography so we can grasp it. This is what Jesus taught in parables. You go, huh, my person or is it a person or a mountain? Yes. But you engage the person, but you can, you can engage the mountain as well. It's a spirit world. That's why you, 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 you go, okay, I had this dream. And I saw my mum, but she wasn't my mum. She was my cousin's friend. But she was in the air, but she's sort of walking on the ground. And she was wearing purple, but it was sort of also yellow. It's a spirit world. We all know that. And it felt good, but it felt weird. Is God a person or is He a mountain? Yes. So God says, okay. The kingdom of God is within you. Oh, okay, engage the mountain. Can you do both? And so we get to engage the mountain, but we get planted in it. And then we, 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 we bring that mountain atmosphere. We bring that mountain atmosphere. And so this is the spatial stuff. So what you have is that this is why praise is so powerful. So powerful. Can we do Psalm 100? Psalm 100. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. You know, uh, what you have is there's 150, 150 Psalms and a tithe of 150 is? You guys studied history and English, didn't you? So I'm like, 15? Um, <laughs> yes, very good, impressive. For kindy. All right, so. Ten percent of the Psalms are called songs of ascent. And what they would do, songs of ascent, is they would sing these songs that out of the diaspora, out of the diaspora, and you know, the, obviously before there's there were there's been multiple diasporas, to be honest. You got captivity was a diaspora, because most of them didn't come back. And they established Jewish communities in nations like Syria and other places. And they'd all come back into Jerusalem for the feasts, you know, tabernacles and, you know, obviously Passover, Day of Atonement, blah, 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 blah. So what would happen? These guys would lay a hold of the Song of Ascents and they would slowly climb higher altitude. And they would sing these songs, you know, where I will look to the hills where my help comes from. Right? I think that's Psalm 120, 21. And you'd sing these songs. And what happens is what's cool. When you praise the Lord, you're actually being transported in the glory. You're ascending. You're ascending. So when you build praise into your life, you're constantly ascending. Praising God and thanksgiving. Praising God and thanksgiving. You're actually ascending. This is why, remember in Zion, there'll be deliverance, holiness, and people possess their possessions. You want deliverance, lay a hold of Zion. Lay a hold of Zion. An ounce of prevention is better than a ton of cure. So you go to that place and, 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 and you're shrouded in light. It says, put on the armour of light because you are sons of light. 
Walk in the light. God is light. You are the light of the world. You go into Zion and you're surrounded by light. Not only can demons not sort of see you, they can't look into it, it's too blinding. Because the Son of Righteousness with healing in His wings is shining through you and around you. So this is why you go, you're constantly engaging, praise God. So when you praise God, you've got to go, hey, I'm going somewhere. I'm not just singing songs, I'm being transported. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's my little special place over there. And if you try and take it away from me, I'll cry in shock. <laughs> Sorry, you're a visitor. Okay, so. <laughs> Which one's the pastor? The one that assaulted you earlier? Pleased to meet you with a black eye. All right, so, um, yeah. So, so when you're praising God, you're actually coming into His presence. So that's why we sing. That's why when we do worship, usually we hit the repeat button. Otherwise, it'd be like, next one. We're actually going somewhere. We're actually singing these songs of ascent. That's why praise is so powerful. Praise is so powerful. What I'm going to do is that a lot of where you're at in life can be gauged atmospherically. Some people, you hang out with them, you go, <laughs> and that gives you an, an idea of their, their current attitude. We could say your attitude determines your altitude. I mean, there's truth to that. But in regards to your life, are you low frequency? Are you heavy? Okay, are you heavy? Do you have a spirit of heaven? That's not on Zion. You can gauge it, friends. You can. What if you go, okay, here's the normal thing is you're like, I go through, hard, I go through a lot of warfare. It's a bit hard, right? Could be reasons for that. And then I come to church, oh, I love it. I get retouched really and then it sort of wears off. Then I go, oh, where's the Lord? Oh, wears off. What happens is that we've actually got to engage it until the heaviness breaks off. What does it say? Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. There are so many pharmaceuticals for depression. So, so you, 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 you put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Spirit of heaviness is a killer. It's a precursor for death. If you're depressed or, or have flat effect, go after it. It's trying to kill you. If you put on the garment of praise, but what happens is you're ascending into Zion. Yes, you're already seated in heavenly, in heavenly places in Christ, but what you have is you're engaged in the invisible world. So what we're doing today, we're painting a picture of the inner world is that God manifested on the mountain of Moses, different covenant, different situation. In the Spirit, the Lord is constantly inviting us up there. If you think it's not the right time, that next time that, the, that, that behold, I saw a door standing open in heaven, that might be in six months, might be in six years, I don't know. It's not just this, this, because there are cycles. There's, there's a fear of the Lord. There's a fear of the Lord. There are times where when God moves on you and you go, oh, I'll do it later. It, the same grace isn't necessarily there. It's important when He leads you, respond. Because He's coming, calls away, He goes, rise up my fair one, you know, winter is gone and spring is here. She goes, no, 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 it's not right time. It's the right time when God says it's the time. When you feel Him calling you to prayer or worship, that's the time. So sort of like the Lord manifests you in your house, like this. Oh, wow, okay, I'll just get my planner out. I'll engage you on Saturday, amazing. Thanks for the invite. No, it's called now. <laughs> Not manana. 
Now, now faith is, today is the day of salvation. So the, the, heaven's calling friends, like never before. Now I'm, I'm really excited about what we're seeing in the political field in regards to the political mountain, but that is nothing if we're not connected to Zion. Otherwise it's gonna be toil and it's gonna come out of people's marrow and it's gonna be just grinding it away. But if we do it, what happens is He surrounds you with favour like a shield. Promotion does not come from the east or the west, but comes from the Lord. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. His glory will be your rear guard. If you don't have those things covered in your workplace or wherever you are, you'll be in toil. You, know, you, you, you go, oh, you know, I've got breaches from my past or whatever. No, 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 no. Zion, Zion, Zion. You know, oh, no, 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 no. Commit to going there. His glory will be your rear guard. Demons cannot go to Zion. If you read Revelation 12, when the, when the, the child who was to rule the nations with a rod of iron ascended to the throne of God, two verses later, the enemy was kicked out of heaven. He wanted a seat on the mount of the congregation in Isaiah 14. He wanted to walk on the stones of fire. He wanted to set his thrones above the clouds of God, above the stars. But once Jesus ascended to the throne, He was booted out onto the earth and God's calling us to join Him in Zion. When the church doesn't wanna go to Zion, they're gonna down here cuddling demons. Why can't I get breakthrough? Because you're stuck in idolatry. And when you go into worship and this stuff gets cut off, you ascend in the place of rulership. But we have to decide. That's why consecration is so powerful. That's why double-mindedness is so destructive. The quantum realm knows when you make a real decision because your body responds, as opposed to continually lying to yourself, one day, one day, one day, or I'll do it now. Oh, maybe not. This is why we've got to make sure we know what we're doing. But the enemy was booted down here. And the Lord's saying, come up to Zion. This is why he's leaping on the mountains and skipping. He's excited. And you've got these people wondering if they're gonna take up the invitation. That's called idolatry and complete foolishness. So this is why we have to be, this is very, very important. Oh, I got a bit energised, shikabamba. Think about it, think about it. More energy coming. <laughs> the enemy wanted Zion. And it's like, <laughs> The Lord's going, got, got a place for you up here. And they're like, what was that? Okay, uh, tomorrow? I've got something on. <laughs> and we, we, we don't get it. He said, that's the place where all, you get your encounters come from. You get your energy, your, your, your miracles, your, your, your revelation. But you can't live for yourself. You have to live for the Lord. And when you encounter the Lord, you're going, why was I ever living for myself? And there's gonna be that journey but what happens is the enemy's down here. He's not there. That should be a motivator. That should be a motivator. We are not called to down here like little orphans. Abide your principalities and powers. You end up pulling them down on your head. What we're called to do is we're called to go into the realm of the Spirit, say, Lord, give me counsel. 
Lord, give me understanding. Show me what I need to know. Give me a dream. Give me a vision. Show me what I need to know. I need your wisdom, Lord. And then he gives you a strategy and then bang, you just smash it. You just smack a whole group of devils because you're ruling with him from Zion with a scepter. This is, a, this is, this is cool. If you go after this, your life changes. Your life changes. But if you don't, you're gonna be wrestling demons. So who wants to do that? They stink. They smell. I've had one like, whoop, like this. I'm like, ugh. I mean, there's a reason why the demonic realms smell like sulphur. It's because it's, it smells like refuse. Did you know that one of the descriptions for hell? <laughs> okay, let's go there. One of the descriptions for hell, I think it was the Valley of Hinnom. And it's where all the rubbish and the junk and all the crap and the urine collected. It was a waste tip. It was foul, it was festering, it was odorous. It was like <laughs> And that was one of the descriptions. Hell is this disgusting, sterile, deathly wasteland. And that, my friends, is not our destination. That's why it's called Bowsy Bub. <laughs> because flies are attracted to you know what. Lord of the flies. And so if we play around with this stuff, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. We have to live for the Lord continually in worship and make decisions to, of consecration. The mountain's the most exciting place. I... I, I I'm going to be connected with Anna Mendez soon. She gave me an invitation to do something around the mountain of the Lord. And I went and just, I mean, like, it was crazy. It was so cool. I, I had a challenging day. The Lord said, open up your WhatsApp. And I got this invitation. And instantly, I saw a, mount, a top of a mountain look like that. Now, what happened is that, that, that I can't describe to you the, the euphoria I felt. And I was like, John Newcomb in Golden Grove. I could really live here. <laughs> Who remembers those ads? Golden Grove. I don't think he ever stepped foot there again. So, Delphin Real Estate. So, so uh, basically, is that I engage this place, the Spirit, but what happens is this. I have encounters. Great. I do not get rewarded for my encounters. I don't believe that. They come from the Lord. But what happens is from my encounters that should, I should engage in process so, I sh so His Word and His Spirit changes me and I'm transformed from glory to glory. So it's not so, oh, I wish I had your encounters. If you had my encounters, you'd be more accountable. You only can, well, no, more than that. One of the major factors of accountability is what you know. So you'll be held accountable for what you know. Children, two, three, four years of age, only know so much. They're, they're not necessarily that, that tipping point age of accountability like a seasoned sinner is. So, so this, is, this, is, this, is, this is just the best, but we're really, really labouring the point around Zion because spatial glory is real. Is that I'm gonna pray of you guys that you start encountering mountains like never before. It will be epic.
Ah, sure the dads appreciated that. <coughs> Last thing before I pray of you guys is this. <laughs> is one of the things that affect people more than they realise is who they hang out with and who they associate with. Because some people aren't going up the mountain. And it's very hard to go up the mountain when you're hanging out with people who don't want to go up the mountain. Oh, they don't say that explicitly, but in their heart, they want what they want. Let's run through a few scriptures that really will affect your frequency and the anointing. Proverbs 13. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. There is so much. If you want to fast track your life, make sure. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that you don't do the Great Commission and you're in the workplace. But those people who are in your inner circle where your gates are open up to. If you're with someone, how do you know if someone's a friend or not? Is, are you aware that you're, you're working when you're around them? And being careful? Because what happens is that when you open your gates, obviously that's got to be your immediate family and you've got your, 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 your circle, right? Is that what happens is, is that things are going in and things are coming out. And this is why, and it says iron sharpens iron. As iron sharpens iron, so does a man's countenance sharpen the countenance of his friend. It's really, really important. If you want to fast track stuff, because the Lord's like, I want to talk about the mountains, spatial glory, I got it as a full download, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, hey, I want you to finish off with relationships. I added in the A. A. So, so uh, 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 let's go to the next one. It says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Remember about leaven. You know what there is, is, is a big part of scriptural realities is consecration. Consecration is setting yourself apart for the Lord. And there'll be vessels of honour and vessels of dishonour. So be careful who you hang out with. And it doesn't mean, obviously you've got workplace stuff and you've got, you've got social commitments and different things. But if you're hanging around people who whinge, complain, gossip, slander, you're gonna find it hard to go up the mountain, just being honest. You're gonna to have to pray for half an hour and worship for half an hour just to get that leaven slime off of your face. Hello. It's really important. It's really important because this is a big one. If, if, see, this is one of the things, that I remember I came out of a very dark season in my mid-20s and I wasn't, wasn't worshipping in the house of God for a season and then I just, I just said, no, you know, got this demon backpack on me, I've got a demon helmet, I'm wearing demon clothes, demons in my body. It was that bad. I think I might need the Lord again. I made a quality decision and I repented. I repented, I did whatever it took. I changed my associations. What would happen? This is entry level. <laughs> Do you know every week for a few months and I'm, I'm in the valley of decision, I'd decide I'd repented. Do you know every week was a war to decide to go to church. Every week showed that I was definitely not on the mountain. And I'd be like, oh, suppose I could go to the night service. I don't feel like it. You know. And I was at, this is, a, this is the Apollo uh, uh, Stadium. Who ever went to the Apollo Stadium? I was a few of you. Oh, wow. Okay. We might have seen each other. Anyway. So anyway. 
I remember just like, mm, 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 and, and it was demons arguing to my flesh. And I go, no, I've decided. And I'd go in the worship like this, and I'd go in there like this, and the songs weren't my cup of tea, but I'd been out of the game for a while. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden I'd start to engage by faith. And sometimes I'd literally feel God's presence hit me. I'd feel an anointing. I'd feel something broken off of me. And then I couldn't always pinpoint it, but I always knew I left that church service way better and freer than I went in. And when people, the first thing that people do is they get hurt and they suck their thumb. And then they cradle themselves. And then a narrative, you're a victim. They have this, they don't really care. Like this, people get lied to. That's never the Lord. And people withdraw. They withdraw. And you know what? I just say this, God uses people. However, only God heals. Show me a place you get healed away from the presence of God. So we just start believing doctrines of demons, right? And so we withdraw. The last scripture will show is an associative reality and it's in Psalm 1, it's the very first Psalm and it says this, Blessed is the man who does not walk or walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the, of the mockers or scornful. Now, if you look here, when you first connect with someone, you're walking with them, but you're moving. You could be moving, you could be transient, could be... All right, we're walking, we've got a point of contact, we're parallel with each other, road to Emmaus, whatever. We're walking. But when you sort of like, something really grabs you, you stop, you stand. And then eventually you sit, you get settled. You cannot sit before, you, you, you cannot go from walking to just sitting, you stand, you've got to stand. So you start to sit here, it's incrementally, people start repositioning themselves. I've got to say, it cracks me up. Now, please don't judge people sitting in the back row after this statement. I've seen people. <laughs> okay, I don't have my glasses on, it's no good. I'm not kidding. The amount of times I've seen people get offended and if you did a time-lapse photography of where they sit, it's all... <laughs> it is. There's <laughs> a couple who used to sit second row, not this building, a long time ago. And there <laughs> was a big building and they got offended. And then over time, not over time, it's like, well, they, they seem to be jumping back about five rows every week. And then they're in the furthest corner, almost sort of like climbing the walls, you know, under duress. There's something about physical posturing. There is. There is. But people get offended. Or what's worse, we've got to make sure that we're not offended with the Lord. You haven't done what I asked for. My transactional interaction with you hasn't paid off. People come to the Lord to get healed and the healing might not manifest the timing that they wanted it. You know, there's a small issue of unbelief and sin and disobedience, right? And, and it's like, oh, and then we start to, you know what demons do? Demons actually imitate God and people listen to demons and they believe it's God. It's so hardcore. So we've got to be careful of who we let in here and who we associate with. It's again and again. I just chose the three easiest, quickest ones. Can we put on the pads, please? Can we put on the pads, please? Now, um, I'm gonna pray with you guys in a sec. Uh, what we're gonna do 
is this. I'm telling you, I'll be honest, I mean, I'll be honest, I hate saying that. Jesus said it's okay. Jesus, Rachel said it's okay to say that because Jesus said it's a, trust me, I didn't. No idolatry here. Uh, Jesus, when He said truly, truly or verily, verily, He was almost saying, honestly, I'm telling you, as if the Lord had to be honest. And so that's, that gets me off the hook. Anyway, so I have had so many encounters in the mountain of the Lord, so many. My favourite place, my favourite place. And I wanna be planted there. I can't live for me though. But what happens when you engage there, right? Book of Revelation chapter 22 is an account of heaven interfacing the earth and invading the earth. People go, so when I get to heaven, there's not gonna be any sea and there's gonna be some trees and a river and a temple. Huh? That's why so many Christians are boring. Because they think they're going to something very, very plain. I believe there are infinite dimensions of heavenly glory. I believe there are things that we have no idea how amazing they are. Very rarely does someone die and go, I wanna go back to my mortgage and my depression. And my 70 years of accumulated compromise. <laughs> Is that, no. You, 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 but in those dimensions is the, 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 the mountain of the Lord. You, you, the Lord is skipping on the tops of the hills and He's saying, I've got a place for you, but it's in you, but it's in me, it's in Christ. So I believe I have a, I have a grace to pray for people to have encounters with mountains. Who wants to have an encounter with the mountain of the Lord? Okay. And I can't make it happen by the way. But you can engage it by faith. You worship the Lord. It says, but now you have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. You can't make an encounter happen, but you posture yourself. You, you. And sometimes I feel the mountain and I don't see anything. Sometimes I see, I don't feel. Other times it's both. When I saw that, it was both. I was actually skipping. You don't care. That's what David was like as a big kid. And his wife who despised him became barren. Never despise someone's childlike nature. It's a wrong spirit if that really annoys you. Let's just start by taking communion. Can we take communion? I'm gonna pray over you guys. Jesus, we just thank You. You Told us to get baptised in water once, but You told us to take communion as often as we remembered in remembrance of You. Lord, we just thank You. We believe there's a reason why there's been an unusual level of blessing over this house because we take communion every service. Jesus, it's not about us, it's about you. 
It's about your realm of glory. There's glory actually manifesting now. Could you feel that? Glory just started to manifest now. Hallelujah. The mountains manifesting, the rivers manifesting.